There's not many farmers who can boast two UK number one singles. On this week's Farmer's Guardian podcast, we've got a rock legend for you. I'm Alex Black. And I'm Chris Brayford. And Chris, you've been speaking to someone from one of the most popular bands in the 90s. Yes, we've got a very special guest this week, and that is Alex James. He is the bassist of the band Blur, very famous for releasing the singles Country House, Park Life, There's No Other Way, and he's talked about turning into a, uh, a cheese cheesemaker and a farmer in the uh, in the Cotswolds, and he'll be hosting the big festival at the end of August. And how does someone go from rock and roll to cheese making? Well, he goes into quite a lot of detail with me during the interview um, regarding his, his his kind of love and, and passion for, for farming. It, it was his wife, actually, Claire, that, um, you know, he said that he fell in love in the Cotswolds and he, he really wanted to, to start, start a life and, and produce something that he was very that he loved and was passionate about in cheese, and I think that was over 20, 20 plus years ago, and he's 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 doing he's done really well ever, ever since. And a lot of farmers will be looking at diversification at the moment. It's great to see the way that he's managed to combine, I suppose, his two loves of of farming, like you say, and music. Absolutely, yes. So he, he'll be hosting the the big festival on his two hundred acre farm in in the Cotswolds at the end of August for a for a three day special. It'll include the likes of Rick Astley, Sigrid, Tom Grennan, and plus many many more, along with Michelin star chefs. So it's kind of a, a mixture of his his passion for for food and music. And it'll be a fantastic event for all those that are attending. Cheers, Chris. Let's hear from Alex. This is Chris Brayford, and I'm delighted to be joined by the one and only Alex James, the basis of Blur and self-acclaimed chairman of the Cheese Board. <laughs> How are we doing, sir? Oh, it's so nice that yeah. Well, I've I've had my bass playing hat on uh, most of the past fortnight, so it's just very nice to be back on the farm. Um, bemoaning the terrible ch- cherry crop, apricots are looking all right actually. No, the guard, the 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 market gardens in uh, in in full bloom, and it's just so nice to be home. Brilliant stuff, Alex. Could could we just talk about the uh, your first kind of foray into farming? Where did that initial maybe idea, that dream, where where did it come from? <laughs> I don't know. It was an accident, really. My, my wife and I fell in love in the Cotswolds. Um, and we were looking for a house and uh, uh, I remember the minute we got here we looked at Lowe's and they were all it was just all horrible and uh, that just the minute we got here actually, I remember I had a really rubbish car at the time and we pulled up we pulled up outside the farmhouse and the, the, the farmer clearly had a more rubbish car than we did and we were like okay this, this is good uh, this is and then uh, <laughs> we, we were both really bursting for the for the for the loo and we were kind of shown shown to the loo, and we kind of like, and the, the, the and so we sort of huddled together in this little room. We we're like, wow, this is brilliant. And then I just just remember the minute I got here, feeling no inclination to to, to leave, and I, it, it kind of still it still feels like that. Actually, I, I hate leaving. The more time I spend here, the more kind of ensconced, <laughs> the more the more I, I just get completely absorbed in in my in my crazy schemes and and and. 
and I love it. I mean, the guy that we bought it off, we worked out, we've been to the same school actually in Bournemouth. And uh, he, it was the only house that we looked at that he clearly, the, the owner clearly didn't want to sell. He actually cried when he gave us the the keys. Um, uh, but he'd been a beef farmer. And, you know, 20 years ago, I mean, I know it's never easy for farming, but that was a particularly bad time. Uh, there, there'd been a massive foot and mouth outbreak and there'd been... Uh, uh, BSE was like decimating, um, de de decimating stock. Um, and every time, you know, you used to think, you know, a farmer on telly now, you think about, you know, Jeremy Clarkson laughing his head off, you know, um, farmer on telly in those days, he was crying because he'd had to, you know, kill all his cows. I mean, it was, it was, it was horrendous. Um, so this poor guy was kind of crawling out on his knees and the place, the place was really in, in ruins. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a, it's not a huge farm. Two hundred acres of kind of mainly grassland in the in the Cotswolds, so grazing really. Um, we, I mean, we've tried doing wheat over the years, but um, we can't really plow any other land now because we need it for parking cars on, so people could jump up and down to uh, to Rick Astley uh, at the festival. Um, but yeah, but um, you know, so and really, we moved here at the point that uh, that Blur kind of. I didn't really split up, but we kind of stopped doing what we were doing. And for, you know, fortunately, it wasn't really what I chose to happen. But I was still in my early thirties, so I kind of had enough energy to kind of, um, you know, try and to try and do something else. And uh, I started. I wrote a column in the Independent about my kind of trends, my, my my jump from kind of nocturnal city dwelling musician to early rising um, man of the countryside um and that was kind of what that sort of gave me i think that, <laughs> that was kind of what gave me a voice and and um uh two years in <laughs> two years to work out that we should be making cheese because i've always really loved cheese and and uh <laughs> you know a cheese maker was moving back to the area and at that point there was a cut there was a kind of huge explosion in british cheese making dairy farmers who couldn't get a, a fair price for their milk diversified into into cheese making you know it already started happening um in through the 80s you know in 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 uh in somerset with the montgomery's and and uh and the quicks and uh you know even up in lancashire the kirkham's were knocking out some incredible lancashire cheese and stilton in uh in in not in nottinghamshire and derbyshire you know there's some great stuff and so you know cheese was something that was suddenly um suddenly that like britain was doing really well i mean we, we i guess you know even 20 years ago britain was still recovering from the effects of the second world war and and, and rationing you know um uh we we say hard to believe we ran out of food a generation ago but bacon bacon was rationed until my dad was in his 20s it's, it's incredible to, th to think really but you know it was it was really good timing i think us moving here we we uh the, 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 literally 20 years ago that was the sort of the, the dawn of, of jamie oliver and and like great 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 t t food programming on television you know i think pro shows like bake off and um celebrity master chef um even though I, you know i wouldn't want to go on them I, it's it's sort of it, it has it has kind of uh engaged people in in cooking and you know and and, and lockdown actually was a kind of two-year dinner party wasn't it there was kind of nothing else to do so you know 
while um, I saw Jeremy Clarkson on Monday and he's moaning about his moaning, you know, he's a proper moaning farmer now, uh, you know, because this catastrophic oats disaster. Um, yeah, like my cherry. I mean, we had such a good cherry crop last year and I invented this fantastic. And actually the honey worked. At long last, the honey came through and I put the honey and the, and the cherries together and mixed it with some grain spirit from another farm down the road. Got this incredible um, kind of cherry, cherry vodka which tastes like cough medicine, but stronger than absinthe, like amazing kind of madness juice. Um, uh, and I'm great. We'll do that. And then this year, no cherries at all. I mean, so, you know, I know it's hard, um, but uh, I think we have, we do now have a, a great British public who is interested in, 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 in food a lot more than 20 years ago. I mean, not quite like in France, where <laughs> well they still they go home for lunch in France. You know, I mean, <laughs> we're not quite they, they take their food that seriously. They actually, you know, everything shuts for two hours and they all go home and drink, have you know have a couple of glasses of wine and make it count, which is uh, which is wonderful. Um, uh, you know, I, I think a French person goes into a supermarket and picks up a chicken. You know, the difference between France and England, French person picks up a chicken, goes, how nice is this chicken? Uh, English person picks up a chicken, goes, how much is this chicken? You know, we're, 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 st we're still very price driven on food. But I think people are starting to understand that, you know, it's it's, it's always like the first place we, we, we look to save money, isn't it? Buying food. But it's actually the <laughs> it's the cheapest form of luxury that eating well and and. They're really good at that in France, actually. Everybody, everybody eats from the same menu, you know, postmen and bishops, you know, all tucking into the foie gras. Um, and that's the, that's, that's the way it should be. It's a, and, and I think that's what's, um, what's makes, what makes Festival work so well is that food is really is a, a universal pleasure. I mean, that's how, that's how I connect with my kids, actually, is cooking for them. Um, you know, they're, they're, I've got five teenagers now and that what they need is the cooks, cooks and drivers. So um, yeah, at weekends if I'm not if I'm not if I'm not driving them, I'm cooking for them. So uh, you know, I I, I think it's been uh, it's the, the last twenty years has been there's been a it's been it's, there's been a kind of renaissance for for um for, of, of 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 British food and um and and actually you know it's it's <laughs> it's 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 great that sort of. Uh, yeah, so I, I was basically doing what Jeremy's doing, like, but it, on an, on a very small budget, um, <laughs> twenty years ago, you know, crap farming and 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 you know, kind of making a lot of mistakes. And uh, you know, I think you just you just have to keep trying different things. This is, some some things work and some, and some things don't, but you just got to keep getting up early and plugging away. And um, you know, I was lucky to have you know a voice. People, you know, put people kind of in in a way if you're in a band kind of <laughs> the hardest thing to make is another record, you know, always oh, made another record, but you know, musician makes cheese. That's kind of what everybody kind of wants to talk to you then. Um, so, you know, we were, I was able to sort of build, I mean, my granddad was a chef. I've, I've always, uh, my first job was working in, in his kitchen. You know, I've, I've always been really passionate about food. So it kind of made sense when Jamie Oliver approached me, uh, 12 years ago it must have been um about doing a food and music festival here on the farm and i've never looked back really it's it's uh, i don't think i've ever worked so hard either but uh it's just fill it, filling this derelict farm that we bought up bought on our honeymoon just sort of filling it up with everything that i love the most you know i've, I've made <laughs> 
a load of cheese, a load of children and a load of tunes. And so like, so just filling the farm up with food, music and family stuff, it kind of, it all, uh, it's, it, it, it doesn't feel like work, but then I look, look back and think, well, I've had four hours nights, nights, four, four hours sleep a night for, I don't know how long, you know? Um, but, uh, but you know, I, I, I love doing it. What's it like having Jeremy Clarkson as a neighbor? Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's he's I mean, at heart, he's a great journalist, I think, uh, and he really cares. And yeah, again, he 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 works really hard. And I think you know what? I think he's he's probably done more for British farming um, <laughs> than anyone except Caleb. <laughs> no, um, no, I mean, it, you know, it, he's given farmers a voice, and he's 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 so he's so determined. Um, and you know he doesn't he doesn't give up. But you know it, it's in terms of sort of running a, a food and music festival. You know we've got Dale's the Dalesford Farm Shop literally opened the week that actually opened the week that we moved here. I remember my dad coming. We were every, we sort of got here and everybody went out exploring. And my dad came home saying, "I found a farm shop. I found a farm." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He said, "No, no, no. This is an amazing farm shop because you know farm shops back then it was a load of kind of." cling wrapped chunks of kind of stuff that you didn't really want to even want to pick up but you know dalesford was a was a paradigm shift in making farm shops glamorous i mean it's the you know the the, the bamford two are the, the masterminds behind that it was a kind of philanthropic mission really to to to, to kind of uh to encourage people to to eat healthily and um you know they've put they've poured tens of millions of pounds into the local economy on world beating agricultural standards you know i mean in richard smith the 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 guy who runs all the farms um you know he's 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 a it's kind of saintly figure so knowledgeable and and you know it's all it's all about kind of uh just looking after the land and 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 doing a really good job and 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 the fact that they're here has attracted lots of others because you can source really good ingredients that's attracted kind of great sort of food producer you know food processors you know there's like smokeries and breweries and you know it's it's, it's a little gold mine here in the Cotswolds of you know kind of is that there's a real food you know there's food tourism's becomes kind of become a thing and I, I keep thinking you know the Dalesford bubble surely going to burst but it doesn't every time I go back to the farm shop they've built on another wing doing you know now they're doing cut flowers and um and it's you know, Je- Jez Taylor who runs the uh the market garden there's another absolute genius um and uh you know he's given us loads of great advice over the years and you know but i see you know, i think this can't go on but you know suddenly now there's the diddly squat bubble as well and and you know and that and it's a that's a sort of completely different story but you know we're we're right in the middle of it and um and uh you know so so it's 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 just what i mean it, it kind of need it needed to happen we we sort of re-engaged with we found our taste buds as as, as, as a nation over the past 20 years um and I think the kind of I think it's really hard to be in an indie band, you know, Blur or an indie band, you know, it's, you know, back in the in the late 80s, early 90s, when we started, you know, bands, you know, you'd play, you, you play, <laughs> you play in your garage. And if you're any good, you know, you get a record deal and and you, you, can, you can make a decent living out of it. But, you know, I don't think you can do that anymore. But if you can make kind of pickled onions, like a kind of sexy pickled onions in your garage, you know, the kind of the spirit of kind of indie indie kind of lives on in pickled onions now i you know i don't i don't think you can you know that there's definitely kind of little niches um there because you know you i think that people are 
there's there's an appetite for for kind of intra interesting interesting food so you know yeah 20 years ago yeah it was it was all foot and mouth and bse now it's all sexy pickled onions you know there's 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 opportunities there's many challenges in farming but there's probably none as challenging as as organizing the big festival <laughs> could you tell us a bit about that Alan? yeah i thought you know what what if i know i thought like what if it rains you know i spent my whole whole year organizing you know this party and then it could rain but you know all that's all we're all betting on the weather aren't we as farmers you know it's it, that's that's just i guess mine is just more you know <laughs> sort of slightly more it's a three-day period where you know i really need it not to rain but um but no i mean it's it's uh we're, we're, we've always been really lucky with the weather we're tr- like cataclysmic thunderstorms one year but it's fine you know actually a bit of rain's quite good you know because when the sun comes out again everyone's like hallelujah you know you, i think it's horrible if it's raining when you're putting up your tent it's even worse when raining when you're taking down your tent but like a bit of rain in the middle that's actually really you know sunshine sunshine shut rain boo and then the sun comes out again and it's always like a euphoric feeling um but no i mean it's it's um it, I, I, I I love doing it. You know, the, the, um, we got a great lineup of bands this year. Really pleased. Rick Astley was like the big hit at um, at, at, uh, at Glastonbury. We got Blossoms, Tom Grennan, who my kids love, number one album earlier this year. Sigrid and the Vaccine, and then like a whole bunch of chefs. Uh, we normally end up with about the same number of Michelin stars as, as London over the weekend. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, crazy. A lot, a, lot, a lot of the chefs come back every year and kind of camp with their with their families. And then we've got like a kind of whole new cooking area of the smokery, which was like barbecue, barbecue madness with the with the with the barbecue, like the barbecue guru, Simon Stallard's coming up from Cornwall and DJ barbecue and then comedy stage this year. That's new. And uh, the cheese hub, which is like my double decker disco, got crazy uh uh, DJ lineup this year. Seb Fontaine and Talk Paul doing a syrup takeover on Friday. So bring a wig if you're coming on Friday. Um, who else we got? Jeremy Healy, Woody Cook, Stanton Warriors. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know it's 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 uh, it's twelve years of of blood, sweat, and te- tears really. But as I say, it doesn't feel feel like work. It's it's just filling the farm up with everything that I love the most, and then lighting the lighting the fuse and st- standing back. For it all to explode, <laughs> August Bank Holiday weekend. So it's August the twenty fifth to August the twenty seventh. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Kingham. Um, so yeah, right in the heart of the Cotswolds. I mean, the Cotswolds is great. The, you know, it's very, it's very close to to London. Um, and it's actually quite close to you know, it's like an hour from Birmingham, hour from London, hour from Bristol, two hours from the south coast. Um, so it's kind of right in the middle of, of England, but the, the industrial revolution never, never really happened here. Um, you know, it was, it was a kind of, a, always a kind of, um, agrarian, um, you know, uh, economy great. You know, the grazing was really good here. The way it was the wool that actually that, that was, that was valuable. Um, but there were no kind of mineral resources or big rivers or ports or, or or settlements and and you know it, it basically looks exactly the same as it did in 1782 when the enclosures act was passed and the hedges were laid but you know i've got maps of the parish going back that far and like nothing no, nothing's changed so you know we're very lucky it's somewhere that's kind of in the middle of all the like bang in the middle of all these big cities but you know it's 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 very dark at night and very quiet and you know still you know you can sort of uh you shut your eyes you can uh, kind of imagine dinosaurs I can anyway, but I'm mad. 
Brilliant stuff. Uh, my my very last question, Alex, is yeah. um, summarize why you are passionate about the industry, about farming. Um, why why do you love being a part of it so much? I just I think very lucky to be here now when people have never been more interested in food. But um, I just I just love being here. It's my family home. And, um, uh, yeah, I never, the, the more time I spend here, the less, the less I want to leave. And, you know, <laughs> I used to have to go on tour. Now I can't have get the bands to come here. Um, you know, I think no, 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 no job's easy, but the, you know, and <laughs> I've basically been skinned, you know, I was doing all right <laughs> with the band. I've basically been skinned since, <laughs> since it's moved here. You know, every time Blur get back together, I think it's a swimming pool, but you know, it's always another septic tank. Um, uh, but um, I wouldn't change, you know, I, I wouldn't, I, I love it. I just, I just love it. I just, um, uh, the plums are ripe and that's my favorite uh, warm plum in the sunshine. You know, it's Eden, it's Eden. Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much for your time, Alex. Great talking to you, man. Excellent. Many thanks. Cheers. Nice one. Thanks to Alex and to Chris. Now, if you were online last Thursday, you might have heard a bit of noise coming from the farming industry. We're back in Farm 24. Hashtag Farm 24. Farm 24. Farm 24. It's Farm 24. Farm 24. This is Greg James. Hello. Tom the Young Farmer says, nice of you to be back, Greg, just in time for the for British Agriculture's biggest online event, Farm 24. That's why I came back. Couldn't miss Farm 24. Anyway, Tom, I'm, I'm only joking. He says, um, it's all about shouting about how we make your food. It's a good thing, I promise. No, of course it is. Tom, have a great time at... Farm 24! If you follow Farmer's Guardian, by the way, on Twitter, it is Farm 24 at the moment. Hashtag. If you want to go on and have a little look at that, it's very nice, actually. Just different farmers take over their Twitter account, and it's really nice. You get to see the workings of the farm, and if they're dairy or beef, or if they're horrible, not horrible, horrible, you, uh, you can go and get involved, have a little look. Hello, I'm JB Gill, Farm 24 ambassador. I am super excited this year for Hashtag Farm 24. Here in the UK, we produce some of the best food in the world. Amazing agriculture, the way we look after the countryside and conservation, which is why I'm really pleased to support Farm 24, a massive 24-hour social media event getting behind the scenes on farms across the country. Hello, I'm Kelvin Fletcher, and I'm supporting Farmer's Guardian Farm 24 campaign. A campaign hosted by Farmers Guardian, supported by Morrisons, is one of the biggest online national campaigns to bring awareness and appreciation to the British farming industry. We had an explosive 24 hours in farming last week with a buzz all around the FG offices and all over social media. Emily Ashworth is one of the team here at Farmers Guardian who was driving the campaign. So how did it all go, Emily? It was absolutely incredible, Alex. After all these years, there are still so many farmers out there and organisations, celebs, sports people, government figures who still want to take part, which is incredible to see because, as you know, a positive story about farming, it doesn't happen that often. So to shine a real light on what actually goes on in the industry and the people who make up uh, the farming sector, it was incredible to see. We had some big names get involved this year, Emily. Do you want to tell us uh, a few of the celebrities who took part? 
Yes, where do I start? We had uh, TV presenter Adam Henson, uh, new entrant farmers Kelvin and Liz Fletcher, former musician JB Gill. We had a plethora of people such as Ben Andrews. And this year it really was a great lineup. It showed the true diversity of farming. Uh, there were people from all walks of life, all ages, all backgrounds. And it just showed that coming together collectively as a force, we really can connect to the consumers and make a difference. Yeah, and we had the most consumer pledges that we've ever had this year. Why is it still important, Emily? Like you say, we've been doing it for a number of years now. Why is it still such an important campaign? I think that it's never not going to be important, but it's it's we've seen a lot of change happen in the industry in quite a short space of time. Um, as farmers, you know, and people in the rural industry, we live through that every day. We see the changes. We know what's going on. Um, people outside of the industry don't always understand that. They don't understand the effect that it has and they don't understand the work that it takes to be in farming day in, day out. The more that we can come together, like I said, as a force to get that message across to consumers, the more important it becomes, especially as um, you know, we start to kind of see uh, things take place from Brexit and that sort of things. People need to know where the food comes from. People need to know that there are career options in the agricultural industry. People need to know what people do day in, day out. And a big thank you to all of you who took part because the campaign would be absolutely nothing without your photos and your videos and your your support for that. So thank you very much for that. Uh, And we'll be back with another Farm 24 campaign next year. And for this episode of the Farmer's Guardian podcast, we're going to leave you with the thoughts of Peter Lomas. Just tell us a little bit about Peter, Emily. Yes, Peter is an 88-year-old farmer. Uh, I met Peter a few years ago. He now uh, doesn't farm uh, physically. He says he farms mentally. He loves the industry. He's passed the business on to his son. um, And he is someone who is a true representative of what the industry is all about. He's lived his life in farming. He never wants to do anything else. And uh, his words will ring true with many, I'm sure. My name is Peter Lomas. I'm 88 years old and we have farmed as a family at Brassington. I've always been a farmer, always wanted to be a farmer and always still want to be a farmer. But it only happens mentally, not physically anymore. The farm is farmed by my son Ian and brother Derek. They farm a herd of British freezing cows, which we've always had and uh, a flock of clean ewes. I've always been very proud of my heritage and still am. I think farming is the finest industry in the world, always will be and always has been. Just keep flying the flag for British farming. Thank you.